0: The yeshiva.net. A good everybody. Welcome. We're in the middle of the Maimir Hanoi Shalak Katsumar of the Balatanya. In his Siddur, on page 126, the second column, the new paragraph, Vizehu. Vizehu, Arasha Achayez. Rokia, Ka'ain, Hakara, Hanoira. Vizehu. Al roshe ke'en As we mentioned earlier, in the in the vision of the novi yecheskel, known as the Meisim Merkava, yecheskel speaks about the Chayos hakodesh, whom we also speak about in davening, right? which literally means the angelic beings. Literally means the sacred animals, the sacred living beings, chayis. So the Yecheskel has a moment of in his vision, and he says, "On the heads, on top of the Chayas, I saw a rakia. Rakia means a heaven, a firmament, like something spread out. Leroika ha'aretz something that's spread out as a covering is called rakia. I saw like a, a, a cover, a roof, a firmament, a heaven. Ke'ain ha'kerik It looked like uh, what we would call today glaciers. Right? <laughs> awesome ice, not just a sheet of ice." Not just thick ice, but Kerech You have these awesome, massive, fearsome glaciers. You ever went on those uh, yeah. <laughs> it's glacier tours? It's, uh, it's, it's an intense scene. So that's what he calls Kerech the awesome ice, the fearsome ice. Now, obviously, he uses the word Kerech to illustrate it, to give a metaphor, to give a marshal. What is the nimshel though? So pidush, the deeper meaning is actually, the, the nimshel is k'deish shees hava his spailus hamidus avavirah vekayetsi mepchinesachachma tzadich lius ayadepchines tsimtsum v'helam beemtza vuhupchines hakerach asher al roshi hachayas translation for there to emerge. Yishave, for there to emerge into existence. A reality which we call hispilus hamidais, the emotional experience of midais, whether it's love or awe, similar, which ultimately flows, it comes from a state of chachma. There has to first be a tzimtzum, a contraction and a concealment as an intermediary phase. And this is called the kerach, this is the ice which is a top, on top of the heads of the Chayis. So the Chayis would be a marshal for the Midas, and on top of it, in other words, in order to be able to get to that place, on top of the Rosh Hashayis, above them, ahead of them, preceding them, is a Tzimtzum and a Helim, which allows from the chachma to be the Midas. Meaning, in Seymchines Kavam. The Pnei arye, Pnei sher, chuli, amidus. When Yecheskel speaks about chayes HaKadosh, these are known as the Merkava. Merkava literally means a chariot. And Yecheskel saw a chariot, which again is a vision, it's a metaphor. And there are the four faces. The face of the lion on the right, and the face of the ox, the Pnei shur on the left. And there's the face of the eagle. And there's the face of the man. And these are all the Merkava. They are the chariot, just like a chariot, as a coach. And on the chariot, you have a person sitting in his chair on the coach. So Merkava here, it's not a physical coach, it's a spiritual coach, represented by these four wheels, or four angels, four faces. And then there's Adam Ha'elya and The expression Kisei HaKavai, the throne is on the Merkava, and there's the Adam on the Kise. What is the metaphor of chayes, p'nei ariye He says it's the concept of midas. Midas is what we call our emotional experiences. There is a complete, there's a huge gulf between the world of midas, the essence of midas, and the world of Seichel. The world of Seichel is the world of perception, Awareness, intellectual, an intellectual vision and clarity. So the seichel has to freeze, so to speak, and go through. It's using seichel as a
1: synonym for chachma.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if the chachma, the seichel is a metaf- is represented by water, the water has to freeze. And become so compacted and so hard and frozen like ice in order for there to be the metamorphosis from the world of Seichel to the world of Middas. And that's called a Parsa. Parsa is the Aramaic translation of a Masach. In these weeks, Parshias, Truma, Tetzavah, Vayakal, Pkude. you have the Masach. The Masach, you'll see in the Targum, every time it says Masach, usually it says Parsa. Masach is a partition. And a farhang, yeah, a farhang, a curtain, a veil, a partition, which they had, for example, in the entrance to the mishkan, a paroiches. Sometimes it's called a parek, it's also called a parsa. The word parsa means it's like the word pras. It's also connected to the word pras. There's a partition that breaks up two sections, and what happens in the next section is a different reality. That's why you put a curtain. That's why you put a door. You put a wall. You put a veil in order to create separations. Spiritual, in spiritual terms, it means that the energy of one place needs to be. It can't just flow directly. The kodesh Kadasham has to be maintained. So there is a parsa that separates.
1: Is
2: there union here? Mm-hmm. Maybe because in order for Allah to be transferred, it needs to be in a liquid form because ice is crystal. Uh, it's it's a very rigid form to 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 be able to transfer to completely different. Water can't uh, flexible, more flexible uh, more trendy, more fluid. It right, flows.
0: it flows. Yeah. yeah, talking
2: about the the flow here. So what flows is 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 water.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the kerak is water. It's just yeah. the water the way it's frozen in a crystal form exactly. Yeah, but, if,
2: but if, uh, ice, ice is also called ice. glow, like the scapa ice flow right. and so it's a level. It's, it's
0: a lower part so Is that how it works? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what's called. It goes through a certain symptom. It goes through a certain transformation. He says, and this is connected to what we call meitzer hagorin. Meitzar means the constraints of the throat. Goren is the throat, which biologically, physically represents the partition between the cerebral part of the person or the brainy part of the person and the midos, which are felt in a very palpable way in the heart, in the lave. So the journey from the mind to the heart goes through a very narrow Metser, like the word Metser, mitzarim. Restraints, right? Metzar is like in in we have boundaries, but the word metzar even Mitzrayim, comes from the word mitzarim, which means restrictions. Which is what a boundary is. A boundary means here are the demarcations. I am restricted to this uh, to this territory. That's what a metzar is. A metzar creates a demarcation. So metzar hagarim means there's a restricted flow through the throat, which is very narrow. In fact, the narrowest the narrowest part of the human. Human body—that's where it narrows in. Why? Because the journey from seichel to midos is, 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 is often a tough one. It's you know, it's one lane and there's a lot of traffic.
2: It
0: also goes to cerebral cord. The, the cerebral cords, yeah. <speaking in foreign language> so to speak, there the seichel freezes; it gets concealed on some level in order for it to be able to reemerge in the lave as a new entity. Where the ice melts. the dilamaven this is enough to he, to he to for he who understands, as he always says. As a told us, only after it goes through that parsa, that Karaf, that Metzar Hagarin, you need that journey in order for there to be the birth of a new child. And this child who, even though the child has been impregnated in the womb of the mother, and the embryo comes from the father and the mother, father is called Chachma, the mother is called Bina, but ultimate and the relationship between them is called Das. Adam Yadaes Eschava, but the Toldus Hamidus for, for the child to be born, Min it, it goes through the Meitzir Agadah and it goes through this process of Kerach or Parsa for the Seichel to be able to be morphed into a reality called Midos. <laughs> crystal clear. So it's sacred. So everything is crystal clear. That's why it's ice. It's <laughs> crystal-, crystal clear, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the Karach, Kayna Karachanoira, yeah. Or the shellag yeah. I the What is the shortest are you familiar with the familiar with the map? What, which is in the world the shortest highway? I don't know, twelve inches maybe, between ten and fifteen inches. Shortest highway, but it's the hardest to get through that highway. The traffic in that highway to get through that highway is it's it's beyond. And the answer is the highway between the head and the heart. (laughs) It's a very short highway. It's one lane. (laughs) It's called Metzer Hagarin, but it's one lane. But yet the cars are going in both directions. And uh, it's not so easy to get through. And that's why it's called Metsar. Because a person could get stuck. Because the world of Seichel and the world of Midas, even though essentially they're so close to each other, they're also distant from each other. The world of Seichel is a world of awareness. The world of Midas is a world of experience. Seichel is cerebral it's intellectual. That's what say, the job of the mind is. The job of the mind is to objectively analyze, dissect, think through. The world of Midas is my experience. I experience it. Midas is extremely subjective. It's me. That's why we call it Hispilus. Hispilus Hamidus. The word Hispilus, like in Yiddish you say, hispilus. don't get so emotional. Why is his spilus connected? The word spilus comes from the word puula. It affects you. Something really affects you. It penetrates you. The person says, I got emotional. I'm emotional. That's where human life is in emotional experiences, in midas. The journey from seichel to midas is not a simple journey. It's like a child has to be born. All midas are preceded by seichel. Seichel are the parents of the midas. Cognition is the, cognition precedes emotion. Every emotion that we have, positive, negative, uplifting, denigrating, an exhilarating emotion, a very challenging emotion, an emotion that causes us tremendous pain, or an emotion that causes us tremendous simcha, tremendous joy, an emotion that opens you up, an emotion that closes you. Any emotion is always preceded by awareness, awareness, and that awareness is what translates into an emotion. Now, we often don't see it that way because the emotion takes over. The baby grows up and becomes a very strong baby and sometimes a monster. But essentially, the baby doesn't come from nowhere. The baby is nishke mamze. There's a father and there's a mother. And therefore, one could trace back the midr to the seichel. What is the awareness, what, are the, what is the consciousness, what is the perspective that is fueling this emotion? Now, when I'm in an emotional state, it's very hard to do because I'm in an emotional state. But when I could uh, sit back or, or move back a little bit, zoom out and ask myself, what triggered this emotion? Two people can hear the same thing from somebody. One person for the next day is ois mensch, he can't function. And the other person is fine. We both heard the same thing. Or one day I could hear the same thing, the other day I hear the same thing, and a completely different response. And the answer is that we never get emotional by what somebody said or did. It's by how we process what they said or did. It's about how I think, how I understand what you said and did. Which means that the responsibility for emotions is in your court. It's not in somebody else's court. It's very easy to blame somebody else. He's such a this. She's such a that. Which may be true, may not be true, maybe fifty percent true, maybe ninety percent true. it's almost—it's not irrelevant, but in this discussion, it's irrelevant. What this means is, I have to take responsibility because the father and the mother, the father and mother, who brought the child into existence, this child wasn't created in a vacuum. But it, it's also a very empowering idea because it means change your mind, change your find. Change your perception of things. That's my poetic abilities. You didn't know that. Yeah. But I won't quit my day job. <laughs> and and, and this, this, is, this is sometimes a serious avayda. And that's the exercise for today. The exercise for today, Rishchidosh Adrasheni, is throughout the day, at work or at the home or somewhere else or even on the highway, somebody will trigger you. <laughs> You'll get triggered. Instead of thinking about that guy or that person and what, how crazy or obnoxious or rude or dysfunctional or whatever the nice words, uh, which again may be true or may not be true, it's almost irrelevant. Can I ask myself a harder question? And that is, what is it? What is the neshama behind this mido? What's the fuel behind it? What did it awaken in me? What did it arouse in me? And you'll, if you're honest with yourself, maybe you need help from somebody else because I can't always uh, undo the shackles and open up the handcuffs on me. So sometimes I'm so biased and I'm so emotional I can't do it. But with, uh, with, with guidance, guidance from my own soul, my own honesty, and sometimes other people or another person, a mentor, whatever it is, I can learn and discover that there was a seichel behind this midah. And that seichel is completely inside of me. There's a way I look at the world. There's a way I understand things. There's a way I process things. And when you said that, it triggered something in me that has to do with me. It has nothing to do with you. What do the therapists like to say? It's not the story. uh, What's that mantra? The story is not the story, yeah? About the story is the
2: story. The issue about the issue.
0: But what is it? <laughs> the issue is not
1: the issue. The issue, issue, the, issue, the issue. the issue is your issue with the issue.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, so sometimes, yeah, they say that Freud once said that sometimes a cigar is only a cigar. Okay. So sometimes there's an issue. <laughs> sometimes there's an issue. Mm-hmm. We, we, <laughs> but the point is, that every middah is preceded by seichel. This is just one application of it. There are so many applications of it. But the point is, the world of seichel and the world of Middas are so close, but they're also so far apart. In the world of seichel, it's really a world of transcendence. It's really a world where real se- in real seichel I'm not supposed to exist. The worst thing for a scientist, or lahavdul rav. A teacher is when you have subjective biases in what you're teaching, and what you're trying to discover. A scientist who's studying uh, the Big Bang or cosmology or DNA, and he has a subjective taiva that the science should produce a certain result, it will destroy the scientific integrity of it. And you see it constantly. Intellectual honesty. Intellectual honesty. It's called shaychat. There's bribery of money and there's worse bribery. Bribery of bias, and in, in a way, it's worse because it's not tangible. It can be justified. This is what the world needs, but really, I'm tr- completely trapped. And remember, the mind is very pliable. We could take it wherever we want. The same is true. Imagine there's a din and a rov has to pass in it's choshen mishpat, and he has a certain bias for whatever reason. It, it tarnishes the whole experience. That's what the Gemara says. <laughs> Judging a dollar has to have the same integrity like judging a case of $20 million. Two people come and they're fighting over $50. The truth is the same for the $50 as it would be for $10 million. In terms of emotions, it's not exactly the same. But in terms of truth, the world of Seichel is a world that in many ways demands detachment. It demands transcendence of self. Real Seichel is, I'm looking for the emes of something irrelevant of who I am, what I feel. The less you exist, the better the seichel. <laughs> That's
1: why it's called objective. Objective. So subject. Exactly.
0: And the more now, there's always a subject involved because there's a person. But the more you can, the more you can transcend yourself. That is the journey that seichel demands. Seichel demands isolation, introspection. People who are bali seichel. Are, 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 are by nature also more segregated and isolated. Somebody will say, you know, mommy, you're too emotional about this. <laughs> you can't have an opinion about it. Why can't you have an opinion? The best opinion if you're emotional. And the point is, I want an opinion that's completely so there's no strings attached. That's the world of Seich. The world of Midas is the exact opposite world. <laughs> the world of Midas is the world where I am fully alive, I am fully present. It's how the truth affects me. I'm not looking here for mathematical truth. I'm not looking here for scientific truth. I'm not looking here to understand the Gemara, to understand the Taisvas. I never saw a Yeshiva Bach or anybody learning a Shtikl Gemara. Reuven killed Shimon. And he gets angry at Reuven. You murderer, you lowlife. You killed Shimon. And then you're in court noch. People don't get angry when they learn Gemara. and that, Why? And the answer is because it's a hypothesis. It's a hechitimtze to understand the Svarah. The is not Ruvin, Shimon is not Shimon. The killing is not killing. It's a concept. That's what it is. Gemaras and all these Gemaras, but there's a bunch of liars. People are always lying. It's my house. It's not my house. You did it. You didn't do it. I bought it. I didn't buy. It. Why don't you get upset at this chakrin? <laughs> but what happens if somebody does it to you? <laughs> it's not in Gemara. <laughs> if somebody does it to you, ooh, what, what's the difference? This is the world of Sechlus, the world of Midras this is the world in which it's not it's not it's not a Gemara anymore it's not on the bookshelf it's here it affects me it affects my experience that's the world of midas the world of midas is a very immediate intimate experience that's where life comes out that's where relationships come out sechel without midas is a computer <laughs> it's called artificial intelligence does much better work than people they don't need vacation they don't take off, they don't complain, there's no lunch hour, they're not texting. That's why artificial intelligence may take over a lot of the planet when it comes to work. They don't have issues with their boss, they don't have emotional needs, they don't need a coffee break, they don't have to know the latest gossip in town. They do the right thing, you put in the data and the data produces. Sometimes you'll say a person is like a computer. But what's There's one thing missing? What's one thing missing is the life, the vitality. The relationship, the fact that I could affect you, and you could affect me. Imagine a person tells their friend or their spouse, just know something about me. There's nothing you can say that will ever affect me. Nothing that you do will ever affect me. I don't have emotions. It's the best relationship, right? But it's also Mm -hmm. the there's no relationship. There's no relationship. There's no person. I'm not talking to anybody. It's stuck in hearts. Where's the hearts? Where's your heart? And sometimes it's a challenge because uh, in intellectual circles where intellect is so promoted, often midos are neglected. You know, the IQ becomes superior to the EQ. In real life, it's the other way around. Emotional intelligence is far more uh, important in so many ways than your IQ. Not to underestimate the value of an IQ and so forth, but... Uh, very often, and sometimes in educational systems, there's no credence given to the value of emotional intelligence, of empathy, of relationships, of emotions. It's all another svara, another svara, another svara, and the world of emotion sometimes gets cut out of a person's life.
1: He's a, a big orthopedic surgeon, very well-known in the Yiddish circles. He operate a lot, a lot of front people. My brother trained with him at one point and he said he once said to him something because he had a reputation of being extremely uncultimate to, to his patient he once said to him said we've never yet had a randomized clinical study showing that good bedside manner really, really yields better results in a, in a hip replacement and it There'll be such a randomized study it was, it was such, an, uh, such a great story <laughs> <laughs> only he could say that
0: very good right go go argue he can't argue Okay, you're right. I guess you're right. Well, are you right or wrong? It's very hard to argue. So das, das is in the intermediary phase. Because das is making the seichel personal. Das is what allows the seichel to ultimately translate into middis. Das is still seichel, but it's making it personal. It's making it relevant, let's put it that way. Huh? but it's still intellect. Midas is the actual emotional experience. It's the feeling. That's why we associate it with the heart. Everything is in the brain, of course, but it's very much connected with the heart. That's where it's expressed, it's manifested, you know. the filters in the heart, you feel it in the heart. So
2: under a person's control?
0: I would say to a certain degree it's under a person's control. I'm not going to say always and everything, but to a certain degree... We have a certain control. What we're going to think about, how much time we're going to spend on it, we we have control to open ourselves up to conversations, and like we spoke in the earlier shurim, to listen. So das is making the ideas relevant, personal, but it's still on an idea level. Va'adam yodeh eschava is a metaphor for intimacy, but in the world of das, means das means knowledge. Chachma, Bina, Das, acronym of Chabad, are all regions in the brain. Zohar says there's the right brain, there's the left brain. Chachma is like what we call today, you know, right brain people. Big picture, inspiration. Bina is left brain people. You know, it's very detailed oriented. That's what Bina is. And it's it's a feminine quality as well. It's details, it's taking the sperm and, and building the fetus. And then there's Das. And then there's the concept of Midas. So the Balatanya says here that the journey from Seichel to Midas is a significant journey. And in that journey, the idea goes through a transformation. It's almost like the embryo is frozen into a kerach, in some type of parsa, that then allows for a new reality to emerge. It's like, you know, you put it on one side of the machine and it comes out on the other side of the machine, but it's a completely new creature. All Midas is really ideas that are being translated in an emotional language. Emotional language is the language of Seichel, but it went through. It's, it's, it's a different language. The, lang- the way Seichel addresses reality is not the way Midas address reality. So they're really speaking about the same reality. The ice comes from the water, and the ice is going to melt into water. But there's a transformation that happens in that process, between the language of Seichel, which is the language of abstractions, of transcendence, of truth, and the language of Midas, which is the language of my experience of it, my experience of life, my relationship of life. And they're both so important, because Seichel without Midas, as I said, you could be a lifeless computer. Midas without Seichel doesn't have the guidance, the mentorship, and you can never take responsibility for it. Huh? It, doesn't it doesn't have the competence. It's like a child raising himself, like an infant raising himself. Go figure it out. What's the role of parents? The role of parents is never to squash children. It's never to, you know, uh, I once heard a speaker get up, it was a little shocking to me, and said, uh, th- th- there were cho- it was in a shul, and there were children in the shul. And you know, children are not always interested in sermons. Adults are also not interested in sermons. But adults, you know, talk about it afterwards. Children will tell you immediately, you know. It's not... uh... So uh, the speaker got very, very annoyed. The speaker gets up and says, I've always said in my life, I quote almost verbatim from my memory, (laughs) almost verbatim, I've said, I've maintained throughout my entire life that children are... that that children are a great idea and great ideas should be carried out. (laughs) That was his diplomatic way of expelling the peanut gallery of the synagogue. I don't know how many people got it right away, but great ideas should be carried out. So the truth is that the, the function of Seichel is never to crush children to crush emotion, like, don't get emotional. To say not to get emotional is amputating one of the most important components of life. What happens when your child throws a tantrum? Or when you throw a tantrum emotionally? (laughs) So maybe you don't throw toys, but you throw a tantrum inside, you know, you throw your pen, you decide not to take telephone calls. What happens? So some people will look at the child and, and right away, here's a Danish, here's cheesecake, here's ice cream, here's a coloring book, okay, I'm gonna take you for pizza, okay, I'll give it. Why? I just don't want you to scream, I don't want you to cry. Yeah. Then there's the other extreme. Don't scream here in this house. You don't scream, you don't throw tantrums, we don't do this. Now, one they seem opposite from each other, but they're very similar to each other. In other words, I cannot deal with emotions. <laughs> We don't deal with that here. Just figure out a way of of getting it out of the system. You need cake? Cake. That's why when we're 40, we're eating cake when we get emotional. <laughs> because at three, I was given a Danish when I threw a tantrum. It's just, whatever you need, but you just got to get rid of this. And this is this is what's called repression. That's not the way to do it. The way to do it at... at, at and this is part of life. I mean, getting upset about this is also part of life. It's not, it's not about judgment about anybody. It's very hard. The point here is, what if I could say, you know, I, I, I know you're sad and I know you're emotional about something and I'm sorry for that. And now let's figure out how to deal with it. It's a whole different experience that. It gives room for it. But then the seichel could be brought in to guide, to mentor, to take responsibility for it, to be able to trace it back to be able to identify it, essentially, the whole field in our generations of cognitive behavioral therapy is really based on these two, three, four lines here: that all midos are children, and children can always be traced back to seichel, which means you ha- you can take responsibility for it. The chicken and egg thing, that, or one comes first? Seichel
1: comes before? Yeah.
0: Yeah. At least, at least on a conscious level. There are, there's, you want to know what comes first, the chicken or the egg, at least on a conscious level. So You're touching on something, but uh, let's not go there right now. Well,
2: where's the root for sensation?
0: Okay. okay. Sensation is mm-hmm. You get a sensation, and
2: then you put a veto on it, and then you get a story that mm-hmm.
0: relates. Sensation in the. A... that's part of Seichel in a certain degree. To a certain degree.
2: You get a tightness
0: in your chest? Oh, you mean the physical sensation? And then you
2: put a meter on it, then you have a story and a belief, and you have a that you're abused.
0: Right. So sometimes the sensation can take you into a an unconscious seichel. And
2: that's trauma therapy.
0: That's what trauma therapy does. Because you don't have access to your awareness. Sometimes I need my sensations. To teach me what is going on inside of me. In other words, the sensation allows me to figure out my subconscious. You said two days ago that if
2: someone who wants to commit suicide—that's just a choice they make from a
0: sensation
2: that is what
0: you change. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I need sensation in order to be able to become aware of what's going on because I don't know. There's so much trauma or denial or repression or suppression. And the sensation is really my key to awareness. Yeah, always. The body holds the score, right? The body holds the score. The body keeps the score. Yeah. The body, the body contains seats of uh, a lot of awareness in it, and you can't fool it. So when I feel my body, it's, it, it allows me access to what's go- a lot of what's going on.
2: From the set again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
2: yeah. yeah. so basically it's like you it's your input devices to your
0: Yeah. Like like input devices, yeah, by a computer, yeah.
2: an external situation causes an emotion, then you go up to the to
0: Of course, emotions are often caused by external situations, but it's the way I interpret the external situation. It's not okay. physical, okay. physical pain, of course, of course, shoveling the snow, right, shoveling snow, some people turn it into a party, family goes out, they get shoveling, and the more tired you are, the more fun it is, and for other people, it's like the curse of their day, a flat tire, yeah, you ever see the difference between Gentiles have a flat tire and Jews have a flat tire? You ever see the difference on the highways? Gentiles make a Suda Malayftareis. You buy a beer. You get down on your feet. You take out the jack. Mahayptuf. a Yeah, he invites his friends. Six people are there. They're all on the floor. Their heads are under the car. I'm a Ten minutes later, and the guy is off. Beautiful. You ever see a Jew by a flat tire? It's with a cigarette. He's calling Chavedim. Yeah, he's upset at the whole world. Uh, he's suing the company. You know what I mean? Meet him, he goes to buy potato chips. It's the worst day of his life. He said, why don't you go down? Take a, you have a spear? I should now go take a spear. That's why I rented this car, so I should go deal with spears. You never saw this on the Palisades, on the 17th. That's what I was created for. My mother told me I was Einstein. My mother told me I was God. Now I should go change tires?
2: Don't face
0: total Everybody's... Avada, Avada, but that's good. <laughs> Yusechel is working well. If a lion is coming into the room, oh. you should jump out of the window. That's a, that's a very good midah. That's, that, 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 that's, that's called, you're alert, you're healthy. The challenge is if a person thinks that a lion comes into the room, but a lion is not coming into the room, but you are reacting as though a lion came into the room. So then, I really have to go back and say what What did you just say that represents for me a lion that came into the room, or what did you just do? Or, but if a lion comes into the room, very good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Your your midos are functioning well. Your body is functioning well. It creates a sensation on every level. There's a seichel and there's a midah, and the response is very profound and very appropriate.
2: Most people process this
0: they, they observe, feel fear. You're right. When, they're, when I'm in the intensity of it, I can't because I'm overtaken by it. I become subjective. I'm now in the greatest place of shoychah. That's why the Baal Shem Tov once said never say anything when you're very angry for 61 minutes. Kassar Shemtov, says, when you're angry for 61 minutes, you shouldn't open your mouth. I know people that in the midst of their anger, they got divorced, they sold their house, they sold their business, they cut relationships, right? And then they wake up a day later and like, oh my God. But when you're so angry, awareness shuts down. I'm just too overwhelmed. I'm very, very angry. The Hamas yeah. In the beginning, you're saying, with Vashti, yeah. Yeah. He was drunk, so we get drunk. There's different types of getting drunk. Now, to give a comparison of this more, meaning for my flesh, It's like the diaphragm. Chatsar Hakovid is the diaphragm which is really a mechitza, it's a partition between every haneshima, between the higher organs, which are responsible for the respiratory system, for breathing, and every hamozoin, and the lower system, which is responsible for digestion of food. So you'll have the heart and the lungs, the liver, and then you'll have what's called chatzar hakoved, which exists in mammals, in humans and animals. We have it in the carbonus Chatzar HaKavit. And the Chatzar HaKavit is like a dome, uh, the doctor will help me out here, a dome-shaped muscle, I think you could say, and it contracts and expands with the ear coming into the lungs. It contracts and allows the ear to come into the lungs, inhale, expands and allows the ear to come out of the lungs. So it's really in a constant motion of tzimtzum and espashtus, of contracting and expanding, and is responsible for the respiration. When you look at it in the body, and it's interesting that the body was created with this, which becomes essential to the breathing, but essentially it becomes like a mechitza. It's almost like a partition, like a mechitza between the lower level of the body, which now deals with the abdomen and everything that comes with the abdomen, the stomach and everything, and the whole digestive system. And in biology, they still try to understand exactly what's the real purpose of the diaphragm. What is its ultimate function? We know of the function that it expands and contracts, which helps the lungs, allows the lungs to take in air and expand the air. Its position, its shape, and its elaborate nature is one of the Balatanya sees that it really begins with a spiritual concept, that there's a parsa, there's a hefsek, it's like a mechitzach, a sarah which is mafsik between neshime and moz. What's pshat? It's just, The limbs that are connected with the respiratory system, the lungs, the heart, are dakim beyoysa. Dakim beyoysa means very subtle, very edel, very, very edel. And it comes out in hilches Trefus, that a damage there, perforation, you're dealing with organs that are very vital and very, very dark, extremely subtle, very sensitive. Avre hamazay, the limbs that are connected with the digestive system, the digestive system in the body, the vekaris, the the stomach, the abdomen. he magasim harbe mehem They are more what you would call more coarse or more uh, more dense, more tough. As in pure biological terms it's hard to understand the transformation it's not two organisms the kona which is the windpipe and the veshet which is the food pipe the esophagus and the of the windpipe known as the trachea, in the lungs and in the heart, they continue, they extend. The heima atzma, they extend into the Keras and the Covid. The diaphragm here is very impactful, which represents the separation. The khanah Covid really represents a transformation from the part of the body that is sensitive more to spirit and ear, ruach, which is connected with ruchnius, the part of the body where there is the digestion and the breakup and the absorption of the food that comes into us. All of this is a metaphor spiritually. When there's a transformation from the world of seichel to midas, <speaking in Hebrew> it's always the water is congealed, it's frozen into kerach, and here it goes through a metamorphosis, and what comes out on the other side could be a new reality. But didn't he say that happens higher up in the Right, that's what we're talking about seichel and midas. He's giving another example for that, yet on a lower level, and we'll soon see why there's the two why there's the two elements. You say now go downwards is the same thing. In other words, from in every step you need a parsa. From one type of midah to another type of midah, is also a parsa. From one type of sechel to another type of sechel, is also a parsa. Vezel va'roshi hachayis shein p'chinas midas, So Yecheskel says, on top of the midos is keina akerach hanayra is the awesome glacier. Shu a parsa hamavdalis <laughs> l'shanis amus mechach b'lemidos. There's the parsa hamavdalis. There's the havdala. That creates the transformation from Chachma mm-hmm. to Midas. V'zel ke'ina kerach. And that's the Duke of ice. Ki ois is kerach, ois is chirik. The word kerach is the same letter, as like chirik. Which is also charak in Hebrew. You know what charak? Meitzitz, you remember the Loshan? Mashgech men hachaloynez. Meitz mecharakim. But that's charakim with a chaf. So over there it's a crack, right? A crack, like a peephole in the door. Meitz here, it's with a kuf. What's chirik? The answer is via dua, shah From all the Nakudas, you have a comet, you have a patach, you have a segal. Remember the komets, the komets olive base. The chirik is nekuda achas shetachas asvan. The chirik is always a seminal point, a contracted tiny point, on, under the letters. Two points. It's a nekuda and it's tachas asvan, not on top. The nekuda represents us like ice. Takes the water that's flowing all over the place. It's a flow. It's a, it's in a, in a fluid, and it it compacts it and freezes it, condensing it into this nekuda, which is called kerach, which represents the bitl. and the heder. is the lack of expansiveness. That's the Nakuda of Karach, that's the Chirik, where the water becomes Mitzumtsum into a Nakuda, where it's almost lost, so to speak, in order for it to be able to go through to, to, go to a transformation into a new Midah. Which means that the Seichel has to condense into a Nakuda of Chirik in order to be able to translate into the water of the Midah that's post Karach. And this is on both levels, from the teacher's side and from the student side, like we said, from the recipient side and from the giver side. From the giver side, the teacher who has brilliant wisdom has to condense it and freeze the information so it should be able to be accessible and suitable for the student. From the student side, we learned, he has to be able to reduce himself to an akuda and completely remove the eye to be able to experience a symptom within himself to be able to absorb the new information, the new material. So it's a kerach on both levels, chirik on both levels. And therefore, if he's in a state of his pashtus, like we learned, if he's in a state of his pashtus of expansiveness, he can't really be makabal. To be makabal, you need a nakudah of bittel completely, where he almost becomes nothing but a nakudah. I'm, I'm a little chirik. Which is also connected to the word chur besides the kuf, which means a hold, there's an opening. kechur churashal machat, right? The chur of the machat, the opening. But here we're talking about the Chirik, which is the Kerach. So the water is flowing all over the place, water expands, and here you you compact yourself, you're completely in a state of bitl. Also we know in our thought process, right, what's the challenge with ADDs and so forth? My mind is all over the place. I really have to be able to zoom in. But
2: that's the difference, exactly. actually, on the physical level between uh, ice and water, because ice, uh, the, the way the molecules of uh, H and O are set uh, in order, they're set in order. They're very...
0: Yeah. They're not wild. They're not wild. They're in molecules in water are all over the place. It's like bumping cars.
2: So if a teacher mm-hmm. is all over the place, he cannot teach right.
0: anybody. Right, yeah. The kerach, what happens in the snow is... When, when water freezes, the molecules of water are now very organized and situated, like in rows, in a very organized fashion. And that's what the teacher has to do. The teacher has to take ideas that may be very intense, but if he reveals them as they are, it's chaos. For him it may not be chaos because his molecules work that way, but for the t- students it's going to be chaos. And he really has to organize it and structure it and compact it and condense it and it's, it's, it, become, it becomes very, very limited. But that's how it can go in and create new life. From the student's side as well, he has to completely zoom in and become like a piece of ice, so to speak. In an Akhuda where, where uh, you know, ice so preserves, it's a preservative, and I'll be able to hold on to it with complete, uh, there's a certain element of self-nullification, of self effacement to really be able to be makabal. So under Rosh HaChayis... He also
2: has to sort it out. He has to make an order also. Otherwise it will be chaos.
0: Yeah. He also has to make order. Exactly. Yeah. In his brain. So what happens here is, what we're saying, that the journey from Sechel to Middas requires Kerach. It requires Chirik. It's a serious journey. It's a serious transformation. Even though it's the same water. The same water becomes Kerach and that Kerach melts into water. But nonetheless... It must go through the parsa, like the Gdusha of kedusha Kadashim could go into the heichal, but it has to go through a curtain. It has to be preserved there. It's like an incubator, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The ice incubates the idea. It, it contains it. It holds on to it, and then it can transform it. And therefore, when it comes from the world of seichel to the world of midas it's a very, very. It's a different creature. It's a different experience. And sometimes a person could be very afraid of the new experience. If you're not used to emotions, you don't know what it is. It's a very fearful experience. What does it look like? Many people shut down emotionally because it's too scary. It's a very, very—it's a scary experience because the seichel really is reduced into a Chirik before it goes into midas. Midas is mamish—a different world. It's a very different world. It's the world—the world of emotion. There are people who are intellectually brilliant. They don't know how to say I love you. They can't. Emotionally, they're just they brilliant. They could talk about love for years, but they don't know what it feels like. What does it feel like? And you have to ask yourself, do you know what it feels to be loved? What's the feeling? Not the idea of it. The idea we all understand. The feeling of it. It's really a different world. And sometimes as children, we didn't get, a lot of people did not get that. They really don't know that feeling. They don't know the experience of it. They'll talk about it. They, they, they. You know, my, I was at my grandmother. You know, a lot of the Russian Jews, Eastern European Jews, suffered from what's called the. Uh, they had to, you know expressing emotions wasn't uh, especially for Russians was very difficult. Stalin helped it a lot because you couldn't say anything. You, you couldn't even say what time it is. You had to lie about everything. It was it was a disastrous. So. Uh, I come from that world, so I know a little bit about it. So Whenever I came to my grandmother's home, she was a tzadekis. But there were certain words she couldn't say. But she always said, eat. Yeshivitzchak And I had to eat the whole plate. Esmer. And, and then I realized, as I got older, it was her way of expressing deep affection. But yes, nay, esmer. It was a way of saying, I can't get enough of you. I love you so much. What I heard was more chicken, more bread, more rice, more kishka, more had to always be kugel. Whatever. Right? So the language is a different language. And the way we process it often affects us very deeply. Because the world of emotion, it's really not the world of seichel; It's the world of an emotional experience. I know I'm talking about it in seichel de ways, but it's, you can't really speak about it in seichel de ways. We say every morning, Avas Oyla Avas Oyla Even those who are thinking what they're saying by davening, which I know is a rare commodity. Who has time? Medavshan Endekin, especially Rishhodish. But I'm not talking about Pirishamilis. Can you stop and take a deep breath and close your eyes and ask yourself, ask your heart, can I feel God's love? Not understand that He loves me and bring proof. You can bring your eyes you can learn and you'll have beautiful but there is there is uh, there is the lave what does that feel like? That's why we say later the same the lavenu lavenu la haski la shmoya now both components are very real. And learning in Yiddishkeit is of course pivotal and essential. But then there is the emotional experience. And the Balatanya says here, you got to go through a Chirik. It beca- you beca- the sechel becomes really a Chirik. In other words, it almost gets lost and that's the fear. I'm afraid if I go to the world of Midas, yeah, what happens to my IQ? What happens to my brilliance? Some of us will not allow ourselves to go there because what's going to happen to me? What am I going to be? At least now this person is a genius, valedictorian, Talmud Chachem, Amagat whatever he is. The world of middas, Kalos. Yeah, it, it, and, and it's a very, very powerful idea. Huh? <laughs> The Gemara says about Isha de Masa For women it's easier to cry than for men. So men used to interpret it because it's weakness. Strong people don't cry. Weak people cry. Today we know it's the other way around. Strong people cry. <laughs> when it's appropriate, they cry. Weak people, how can I cry? Well, I'm gonna melt. If I cry, yeah, <laughs> if I cry, I'm gonna melt. I'm gonna become a watery mikveh, a watery lake. But so the truth is that, yeah. There is a transformation from seichel The inflation Goes through kerach, it goes through chirik, and what's the chirik? The chirik is where it becomes a Nakuda mamish, and in that Nakuda something new can be something new could be created. Which then the, the Nakuda then re-expands. The nakuda re-expands. Re-expands the same thing that it can. Re-expans. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's new water. Okay. Uh, I think. Oh, yeah, Das is in Seichel, and was is in Midas? The Shakoyach is in Seichel, and was in Midas? I think with, with what you're saying about it, this is probably
1: what the <laughs> rationalist in terms of wonders and the Litvish Chicago- <laughs> kind of approach to get it. I think that's what the, the resolution... Ra-
0: was frustrated, had,
1: uh. ...really had a real Wilhelm in his own show. As you know, he'd been exposed to a Chabad-Valamed as a youngster, which had a great...
0: Chaslavic, yeah. And he really, I think
1: felt fr- locked into a certain system that he felt he needed at some level to escape from. And when he spoke, that's you know, in terms of see this and emotions, he, he, it was a different look on his face. It was just very, very interesting. I think he felt, I don't say trapped, that's a strong word, but a little bit...
0: Because it's Confined. His yeah.
1: family wasn't, you know, his father was critical of what he was learning. From the, he was not learning, and you know, I think he felt a little bit trapped in the Elizabethan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, the writer of Soloveitchik writes in Isha Halacha, that uh, the halachic man that uh, Shvu'a uh, Yom Kippur once oh, <laughs> before Ne'ilah, yeah, he went out.
1: My son, you <laughs> met the one who's got all the, the whole Hebra every year. Assist, I think because I heard that story at such a shbon, every we get to the end of mincha, we get, he says, All right, let's go outside, let's take a look where the sun is holding. The story at such an impact, it such a powerful time. Remind me what was the story
0: the story is, I, I'm referring to about the same story. So
1: he took to the roof and said, There's not the same suns- this sunset is different. Than
0: suns- yeah, 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 yeah. He said it was before Ne'ilah, he needed some fresh air. He was a young man, a bachet, a kid. I think a kid, and he went out, and it was a beautiful sunset. It was before Ne'ilah, you know, late the M-Kipar afternoon, 5, 6. The sun was beginning to set, and he was just looking, you know, on, on the porch of the shul, the roof of the shul, I think the porch of the shul. And, 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 and this is in Ukraine, right? Where was it in the, Chaslavich, who is Chaslavich? Belarus. Belarus, yeah, Belarus, yeah, near, Lita, near the Lithuania. So he says his father, Reb Moishe Soloveitchik, who was Reb Chaim Brisk, oldest son, and was, you know, an, a Soloveitchik, with everything that that name represents, comes out and he sees his son looking at the, at the sunset. And he says for him it was a poetic, you know, glamorous experience combination of science and astronomy and just regular human emotion mar- marveling at a beautiful sunset. And his father looks at him and he says, the shkiyas sachama of this day is not the sunset of any other day. Because the Gomorrah says in shvu there's a shita that soif hayoy The sunset creates the atonement. So he says as the sun sets, there is a chalois of atonement. So he says, that was my father. <laughs> he took a sunset and he turned it into a halachic term. It's a different halais, you know? It became. A... So I just told Raya's son, Abhayyam, who has had a very
1: interesting and in life till he got to Baruch, a good place. And Abhayyam, he slept me out. He said, I told him the story. I had such a shpon. Every year, you can't be taking out. He says, let's go look at the sunset. That's the sunset.
0: And right wherever Salvatric is trying to bring out his, his father's way, in which, you know, mystical poetry was not part of the equation. He says once by Tkia Shoifer, it's an unbelievable story. It was a Baltekea. Baltekea was a Chabad Chasset. And before he took the Shoifer, he started to cry. So his father looks at him and says, "Was <laughs> the so he tells this man, he says, What are you crying? When you shake luluv, you also cry. So the, the Rav Salvechik says, This Chassid learned Lakuta Taira. That's what he says. So he knew that Kia Shifer is going out from the world of Tsimtzum to the world of Ein Saif. How could you not cry? How could you not cry? He says, For my father, he's like, God wants you to blow Shifer. Don't cry about this world. This is the world. Very, very, interesting stuff.
1: <laughs> That's why I think the big Jewish philosopher, his name is Lawrence Kaplan, came in Canada, when he wrote, uh, when they, they they reviewed it or something, he said about Isha Lach, he says, it's a misnagvish work of staggering proportions. That was a much different. <laughs> misnagvish <laughs> treatise of staggering Order, It's their
2: position. Their are goes in the order. I'm about to Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. That's,
2: that's for me was included. It's not it's expensive or not because that I could grasp.
0: So that's when all of But once I it's- that the ice organizes the molecules, that's a very good way of saying it. I, I, I actually I actually knew that that truth. I mean I've read it that the uh, that the molecules get uh, get organized. when in water; they're in disarray, colliding with each other, bumping into each other, and there's no rhyme or reason, right. right. And that's a metaphor for infinity in a way, where it's no, there's no fragment in a, right. in a positive way. It's just extremely powerful and intense. So and the water itself warm.
2: is H2O very...
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> infinity doesn't mean there's no system. <laughs> it means that it's a system... In other words, water doesn't mean there's no system, it just means it's a system that I can't easily contain. Or make sense of. And by the way, water is the only
2: I think it's I'm not don't quote me on that because I am not a, visitor, a, visitor, a, chemist, a chemist but water is one of the few liquids that uh, to a certain temperature, right, that change the, completely the state. Usually if you let's say if you froze the oil, yeah. right, it's it just it doesn't become a crystal. Right. All right. It doesn't become a crystal. It's not. Hasn't change the state from, from liquid to solid. It basically it congeals. it's congeals. It just gets uh, tighter. Yeah, it just gets tighter. Uh, the, the viscosity is different. That's that's. that's
0: no, He's a physicist. Spoiler, no, like a, not like a, like a
2: glass. Glass is not a crystal. It's, a, it's, it's not a crystal. It's, basically, that's why you'll see it in 20 years. It will, it will liquefy itself, like it will melt on the corners or whatever it is. It's, it's just a very strong.
1: This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.